0: Think about this, our brains change. Memory is not amazing thing. What you think is in our there is Our brains aren't really finished, they're, they're not, not fully cooked yet. Our, our you go with, way way. you go with your heart, you don't have any brain. idea why because we're, we're doing so smart of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. When it comes to leadership positions, more people want the job than want the work. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the psychology of leadership and being liked.
1: When you're put in a leadership position, there are times where in order to do the thing that you think is going to be necessary to succeed, you actually have to go against the wishes of the bulk of the people who are part of the group that you're leading. And that's that's one of the most difficult trade-offs that a leader has to face because it's, it's hard to do things when the bulk of the people in the group would like to do something else but presumably, you're in a leadership role in part because of the belief that you have some expertise about what the right course of action is. And so the question is, what are the factors that influence how leaders deal with that trade-off? Mm-hmm. And so there was a paper in, not too long ago in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology uh, by... Uh, Charlene Case, and Catherine Bai, and John Mayner, and what they were interested in was, was this situation. And what they suggested was there's a possibility that it has to do with the factors that are motivating the leader. So some people can be motivated in leadership roles because they want the status of being the leader. That is, there are some people who just, they want to be the boss. And then there are some people whose primary motivation is to make sure that the group is successful, in whatever venture it has. And so they did several different kinds of studies where they, they, would, they would, some of which were correlational, they would just measure uh, uh, the, the leadership style of individuals, and some of which were, were actually either inducing a particular motivation or suggesting a motivation in a laboratory study. But across all the studies, a, a similar pattern emerged, which is the more that a leader is motivated by status. The more that if they find out that the people that they're leading would like a particular course of action that conflicts with what they think is the best thing to do, that status motivation leads them to want to do what everybody else wants to do. Sure. Because that's the best way to maintain status. Yeah. Whereas the more that they're actually motivated by the success of the group, the more willing they are to stand up to everybody else and say, you know what… I realize this is what you want to do, but actually we're going to have to do this other thing and you'll
0: thank me later. Yeah. And you know, this certainly is related to from whom status comes, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are some people who are in a leadership role where they really do define their status as how they're viewed by the people they're leading. There are others who are primarily define their status based on how peers and their superiors view them. And uh, this is interesting we were trying to think about what, what do you consider your group? Which is kind of an interesting thought about what it means to be a genuinely successful leader that engenders trust among the people of the group that you're ostensibly leading. And the extent to which when that happens, now if you are looking to that group to define who you are and how well you're doing and that kind of thing... You have a different set of motivations than if you just want to be sure that you make the people upstairs in the corner office happy.
1: That's right. Yeah. It reminds me of this old joke, right, of the the guy who comes home and he's got his captain's uniform on. He's all proud of it. And his mom says, yeah, but do the captains think you're a captain? And that's fantastic. And, and yeah, and that's but 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 it's but it's true, right? If you if if you think that your role as a leader and your authority as a leader is based on the approval of the people who are in your group, then you may take your eye off of the mission you're trying to accomplish in favor of. Satisfying those individuals, and and this happens in lots of other situations too. I mean, if you think about teaching, for example, you know, college professors are evaluated largely on the basis of evaluations that come from the students in the class at the end of the semester that they were taught in. Which means you're getting this very immediate feedback that basically focuses on things like how much do they like you. And, sure. And 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 how much did they like the class in that moment? And that means that you have to pay a lot of attention to the mood of the people in the moment. And the question is, is that actually what is going to drive people to appreciate having been in that class five years later? You know, and and I think all of us have had the experience of thinking back to a teacher that we had, might have been in grade school, it might have been in in college, where we look back on it in in retrospect, we think, yeah that person was really amazing. But at the time, that person was the meanest person ever. <laughs> and thankfully, that person wasn't that motivated by doing something that was gonna please you then. And as a result, had this great long-term impact. So I think we see this in lots of different places and it's it's dangerous to, yeah. to take that short-term motivation.
0: Well, and, and and an important thing you bring up is just what happens over the span of time. Because certainly when you're in a position of authority whether it's official that's been designated by some organization or institution or you're a parent and that's the role that you're in the decisions are going to have to be made over the course of time some of which are not going to make the people you're making them for happy right <laughs> i mean you are going to put your kid in the car and take her to the dentist and you are going to do certain things that are are not necessarily desired on the part of the people whom you're charged to lead. But I think leaders who work effectively, and and I would say courageously, actually understand that time passes. And over the course of time, not only looking back on that, as you're just saying, Art, but as you develop a relationship with someone over time or a relationship with a group over time, they recognize that, yes, every decision that's made isn't necessarily a happy decision or a decision that I would have made, But over time, I see the general course and trajectory that we're on is moving in a good direction, so I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. But it's the need to please in the moment, I think, that gets most people who are in positions of responsibility in trouble. We'll continue our conversation about leadership next week with a discussion of leadership and trust with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford are our engineers. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.